Welcome to Looking for Life. I'm Kirk Packer, and I'm here with George Thompson. And today we want to talk about returning, really since the Lord laying that on our hearts, that he wants us to return to him. And for those of us who are following him, this is a time to really proclaim uh, that God wants people to return to him. For some of us, that may seem um, like something so basic and obvious, but there are so many around us that are pursuing things outside of him. And in the midst of the chaos that we're living in, they're not really seeing what the Lord is after. They're not really seeing the message of it all. And what God has called us to do is to proclaim that. We're not called to win souls. We're called to proclaim. It is the Lord that does the uh, mysterious work of drawing people to him, but we are to be the hands and feet that proclaims. And George, you were mentioning earlier that the Lord was speaking to you through a scripture. Do you want to share that? Yes. It's out of Deuteronomy ten twelve. And it says this, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all your heart and soul. As you're reading that, the word that really jumps out to me is, this is what the Lord requires. What is the Lord requiring of us? It's that we proclaim him to others. And it's such an easy thing, but at the same time, it's a really hard thing. And we find all kinds of excuses not to do it. Um, we think that, well, that'll push people away. I'm just going to try to be a good example. And maybe someday they'll come to me and really start asking about Jesus. Well, I don't know about everyone else out there, but I haven't had many of those experiences. I've found that I need to proclaim him. And sometimes when I'm proclaiming him, people might reject. But at the same time, sometimes it really hits the heart of someone that, that you don't expect. Yeah, I was just thinking as you were speaking that God just wants us to love him back. Just love him back. And, you know, um, if you think about what he sacrificed for the relationship, he's the one that's paid the price. What have we really given up? I mean, he's just sent since uh, in my life and, and over and over and over, I can say this, it's just been blessing after blessing. And what I hearing what I'm hearing in this in the midst of, of the book of Deuteronomy is is just turn back and I'll bless you. I'll give you the meat that you desire and, and I'll 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 give you land that's not yours. I mean everything you need I will give you. That's it. Just love me back. And those concepts that you're sharing are all through scripture. But most people are not reading those concepts and they're simply not hearing those concepts and so what we're called to do is just to proclaim that i mean in the midst of all that's going on 
in our nation and in our world, God is involved in it. And his message is, I'm calling you back to me. Now, if you start speaking some of that, you're going to get some criticism. You're going to get criticism from people saying, what? No, God, God's not uh, disciplining us or doing anything like that. Um, if you read scripture, those are the means that he uses over and over and over. And it's not just in the Old Testament. He proclaims it in the New Testament. He disciplines those he loves. And many of the things that we are going through right now are a calling back to him to create a desperation in us. And it is crucial that we proclaim that to people around us because in their heart of hearts, they know it. They just don't want to receive it. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, if you think about it is fear is taking them away from it. They're distracted, if you will, in the midst of all the chaos in our world right now and the fears of this world have separated them from God, which is exactly what darkness, Satan, wants us to believe, that, that you are separated from him. But God doesn't change. He, he's no different today as he was yesterday. And that's the thing we need to remember. Look through the smoke and re, remember God is there. Two words that you just spoke that really jumped out are fear and separation. I see so much fear right now, and the result of that fear, and this is what's being preached to us, separate, separate. Well, guess what? That's also a formula that the enemy loves. He loves to separate and isolate us, and when he does that, he often has a heyday. Now, there are times that God calls us apart, he wants to speak to us, and so on, but that's not the norm and and that brings to mind the new normal um and god wants us together that 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 is a consistency he wants us together he wants us worshiping together um he he i mean there's just so much that happens when we're together uh we came back uh in our church this last sunday for sunday school and man it was just it was such a blessing. I mean, it was like tasting something that you haven't tasted in so long, and it just washed over my soul. And, you know, there was goodness in the fact that I was separated from it for a while because now I really, I'm really longing for it, and I see, you know, what it gives. But now just more and more I'm seeing that, you know, this is really the enemy working trying to separate us. There's been such an attack in our world on the family. You know, if you think about abortion, um, you know, and all the, the attacks on the family in so many ways right now, same-sex marriage and just just stuff of all kinds of things. But now you've got COVID, and I was speaking to one of the high school teachers, and now they said they're even the students in these masks are isolating themselves because they don't know how to react in it. Everybody's got a mask on. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. And it's just really making them uncomfortable. So in uncomfortable situations, what do we do? We isolate ourselves. And so if you're isolating yourself at school, then you're probably isolating yourself at home. And it's a very dangerous place because where does Satan want to take us to where isolation? He wants that where he can 
get you in the corner and start, you know, beating on you. As we've, you know, uh, as you and I know, we've been in that circumstance before. And we're called not only to be the voice of God, to, to, to speak his words, but to be his hands and feet, as we've already said. And we're in this place where, you know, don't, don't, don't touch, don't, don't don't you know get too close don't sh- and it just it's limiting what we can really do and and is that worth it i really think the enemy is just having a heyday in the midst of us and the thing is though that god turns things that are meant for evil into good things and he's able to do that with this because he's able to show us just really how much we need this and, and how much we need just love from other people and to be the hands and feet of Jesus to other people and to, and to have other people be the hands and feet of Jesus to us because I need it as much as anybody. I mean, we need to give and, and receive both. Um, and I'm just, that's just really being brought to light after being without for so long. Yeah, I was just thinking about just the interaction and um, uh, of church and just sitting in a small group with like men in our Sunday school class. It was just, as you were saying, it, it just was a, it just quenched your thirst. And, and I was just thinking about that interaction, the um, just the intimate intimacy of that. It just was just so good. And, and I was also thinking about recently, I, I went to the funeral home. Um, um, a friend of my wife lost her mother. And here, here you are, everybody's in masks. You don't know what to do, how to react. And here's a family that's hurting. They've lost their mom. And, you know, everybody loves their mom. But you don't know what to do, you know, because you're not around these people all the time. So are they scared of COVID? Are they, you know, do you hug them? Do you not hug them? All this type of stuff. And, you know, after we got there and embraced it, it it seemed to be fine. But going into it, it was an uneasy feeling because it was so different. But the family still needed comforting, and you just had to break down the barrier. Yeah, break down the barrier. That's good. And, you know, this is a real opportunity to share with people that you can be alive but not living, and that's not worth it. I mean, we were talking earlier about people that we see around town that really seem to have no purpose. They've got all the money they need. They've got all kinds of toys, but they really have no purpose. Um, they spend most of their time um, on a bar stool, driving around, coming back to the bar stool, and there, there's really no point in life. And this is a real opportunity, I think, for us to show people that there is more to living than just being alive. There's a way to really live, and that comes through the love of the Lord, and it comes through sharing that. Yeah. It, um, one thing that comes to mind in the midst of this is, is you know, when, when you're full of pride, you, you think you've earned and, and all the things that you have, you know, you, you deserve those. And that's when I get in the biggest trouble is because God owns it all. <laughs> and he just blesses me with those things. Do I work? Absolutely. But God blesses me with the things that I have. 
And when I've got that mindset where God is graciously taking care of me at every aspect in my life, I'm much more obedient and I'm much more loving back to God because I know where my resource is coming from. Yeah. You know, we can when we don't trust God, we can go into a protection mode. When you think of money, for instance, and we're not trusting God for money, we can go into a protection mode and we can become really stingy. But when we study the ways of the kingdom, what we find is that God doesn't entrust us more. And right now, it's all about protection. Protect yourself. Well, is protecting yourself good? Yes, absolutely. Should, should you do some things? Absolutely. Should, should you plan for the future? Absolutely. You know, make hay while the sun is shining. Prepare for winter. Do those things. But when protection becomes the idol, when it becomes the, the thing that we're serving, we're not trusting in God at that point, and we're not able to give because we're too worried about protecting. You know, instead of giving somebody money that needs money, well, I, I need to protect my money. I can't, you know. And the same thing can be even with our health. When I'm to the point that I I am not opening myself up to anything, at that point, I'm, I'm not trusting God. Now, again, that can be taken too far either way. It, it, it's right. I need to seek the, the Lord's guidance. But right now, as I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the fruit, I feel like the enemy... Is, is having a heyday and I feel like we need to break through and say no no we are going to continue to love people and, and you're not going to keep that from happening we're going to be wise about it we're going to seek the Lord but but we're going to love people yeah and you know what, what we talked about in Sunday school there was two different scenarios Eve selling everything out for what she thought she could get was wisdom, the wisdom of God, and the Roman soldier selling everything out to save his son, which praised God. I mean, Jesus literally said in the midst of that, I've never seen faith like this. Both of them paid a dear price because Eve died, and he he became, uh, the Roman soldier became someone that Jesus was bragging on. And, I mean, two huge things here, but... If you're not focused upon Jesus, you could be taken out. Yeah. You know, and another thing that is really coming to my mind and that I'm being shown is that I'm I'm finding I'm less focused on numbers. I'm just grateful for fellowship. People are always about numbers when it comes to church and, and that kind of a thing. But like in Sunday school, for instance, I can remember in previous times, I would be sitting around thinking about who wasn't there and why weren't they there. And, and, and it could really ruin the whole time. But we had a really small number. I didn't care. I just was so grateful for fellowship. And I'm finding the same thing in our worship services because we, like many other churches, I, I don't know of any church that's just full force and all the numbers are there. But I'm just so grateful to be together with people. I'm so grateful to be fellowshipping. I'm not sitting around thinking, well, that person's not here. That per Not that we don't miss people. Right. I'm just saying that's not my focus. My focus is thank you, Lord, for this gift and, and just really enjoying it. Yeah, because at the time that it was taken away, there was pros and cons to that time. But when we were able to come back together and worship, it, it was just refreshing, and it meant something, and it's something you longed for that you didn't really realize that was gone. 
until you came back and actually worshiped and and you were with fellow believers and you felt the presence of God there and you know things were back to normal on a spiritual level in my book in the midst of that yeah we're really able to enjoy what God has given us instead of just wanting more and now God wants us to take that and to to just share it with people to just share that that joy and to say here's where real joy is here's where I've found it and not as a salesman not as a salesman that's trying to win somebody but just as somebody who's saying, well, this is what I found is really good, and I want to share it with you. I'm going to. It's up to you whether you choose it or not. It doesn't affect me either way. Not that we don't care, but you know, right. there's a different mindset there. And I, I think that, I don't know, I, I'm finding more, um, I just feel like the Lord's revealing some things to me there. Yeah, I feel like right now with the Lord, it's it's not, it's not what I get out of it. It's what I do for the Lord as I love him back and, and spread the gospel, if you will, proclaim Jesus, as you said earlier. Um, it's not what I'm getting out of it. It's just that I'm loving God back and I'm proclaiming him amongst the community, the world, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of this, one of the things that we saw is we saw idols kind of thrown to the side because we we couldn't worship the idols that we had been entertainment wise and uh you know just all the things that we do with entertainment all our activities they'd kind of been taken out but then what happened was we weren't really replacing it with the lord and with ministry and you know we did replace it at least in my family we did replace it for a time with family time which was really good. But when it came to ministry, again, we were really kind of held back with that also. And in our culture, our culture and the government, honestly, was trying to open up other things but not ministry and, and worship. And, and I think that that's part of the missing piece that God wants us to bring forward now is that let's replace these idols and let's replace it with with ministry, with, with loving the Lord, and, and ministry is just loving the Lord in front of people. I mean, that's that's what he's calling us to. Yeah, I think something that, that I need to hear um, is that I need to be as aggressive with my worship as I do anything else in my life. It's got to be number one. I've got to bring that to the forefront and quit um, in some ways being laxed in that. You know, I know where I stand, but yet I need to speak it out. Yeah. You know, when we can get distracted from worship because we're trying to accomplish all these other things. But one of the things that we've seen in the last months is that if we don't do all these other things because we haven't been able to do them, guess what? Life still goes on. I mean, there's so many things that we normally kill ourselves over that we haven't been able to do. And guess what? Life goes on. I mean, it's, it's amazing how it's able to go on. And so now there can be kind of a relief from that. You know what? I don't have to get um, swallowed up in all these distractions because life will not end if I don't get them done. And so therefore I can focus on worship, which in the beginning the isolation was good because of that. But now I really need to take that worship to, to others. They need to see it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's so true because, uh, like I said earlier, I I get laxed in this, but but when when I get laxed, I get in trouble because I'm filling myself with things that are not of God, and and it it takes up the time, if you will. But when when I'm more um, focused on the Lord, I'm more apt to be proclaiming Him in the midst of just just the little blips in my life where people are picking up on it. And um, so it's really a, a fine line that you, you walk there, but if you're focused uh, on Jesus in the midst of that, it's going to come out of you. Yeah. I find myself, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how I find myself when I'm uh, in environments outside the church where people know I'm a pastor or a preacher, I, I try to hold it in a little bit because I, I don't, you know, I think, oh, they know who I am. I don't want to push him away. But I really need to be more outspoken. God's convicting me of that. And you can do that in a way that's not oppressive to other people, but just to be myself and, and not to not to change who I am for other people. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, you can say Jesus with love. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, because many people, you know, think condemnation or you're talking down to them. That's not the case. Jesus is love. I mean, that, Yeah. you know, but anyway, you, you get my point. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. And sometimes I think, well, I, they're expecting it, so I don't want to. Well, so what if they're expecting it? They <laughs> and, and maybe they're longing for it. That's the mindset I need to change to yeah. is maybe they're wanting it and. And there's some fear in me to say, oh, well, you know, they're going to judge me or they're going to do whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, just some to wrap up with some ending thoughts here. I'm really sensing the importance and intensity to, to share because I really do believe that we are nearing the Lord's return. I don't know when that is. I, I, I and a, you know, it's of course it's always been and so on and we've always been getting closer but the events that we're seeing not only in our nation but worldwide right now i just really feel that we are getting close and i i just i'm sensing the urgency of the lord i have got to find ways to share and if it costs me my physical life so be it but i i just i'm sensing that yeah, and as you say that, you know, I, I don't think I don't think we say that in, in a panic, but I say that in in preparedness. You know, what have you got to lose if you're prepared? Whether Jesus comes back tomorrow or 25 years from now, I mean, long as you're prepared, that's the main thing. And I think that's what we need to focus on is being prepared for Jesus's return, being the Word, walking in the Spirit looking for Jesus, focusing our eyes upon that. Yeah, and I think that's part of what this isolation and so on was was meant to be, was was getting our eyes back on track, getting on focus and so on. But but I'm sensing the Lord saying, okay, it's time now. It's time to really start moving forward and really start sharing. So I just, I just, I, I pray that each person hearing this will hear that and hear that from the Lord that it's time and uh, you have people that I can't reach and, and I have people that you can't reach and we're just called to, to just share and just to look for those opportunities because the time is limited. 
Any last thoughts? Jesus loves you. I mean, you, he's died for you. He shed his blood for you. Um, don't let anyone deceive that message. Amen. Well, we pray that you've been blessed, and we pray that you will find life in Jesus. Give me